host Murray Riley Jr. We're back for another exciting episode of the Community Call podcast. We're here to talk a little bit about uh, recent developments, and one of them we want to talk about this big win by Joe Biden in, in Michigan. We also want to talk about what's happening with the with the delegate count right now. He's leading 786 to 645 to Bernie Sanders. And so this thing is going to go all the way down to the wire. You know, we're going to have a debate uh, coming up here. It's just going to be the two of those guys. We're going to see how things go. Um, the, uh, Sanders to remain in the race despite another round of difficult losses um, to, to uh, the former vice president. Uh, right now, no one is speaking at this. It's, it seems to be that uh, uh, either candidate uh, is taking the night off, I would assume, um, just because of everything that's going on. Um, they're they're going to debate in Arizona on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, there are some primaries in Florida, Illinois, and Ohio, and Georgia holds this primary a week later. And uh, so the vice president has another chance to really lock in the nomination if he wins these three um, primaries. I think is, this is almost but done in my mind. I think it is. Um, I'm waiting for a a shoe in to happen with this. I think there's going to be some more of 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 some back and forth between the two candidates between Bernie and Joe uh, as we move forward toward the nomination. Um, I think that Bernie's going to do the same thing he did in 2016 and take his delegates all the way into, uh, to the convention and make a decision there. I hope that this doesn't be a repeat of 2016, everyone, where he decided to wait until the convention to decide to go ahead and give his support to Hillary Clinton. Now, we have plenty of time for this to happen. We have plenty of time for discussion and debate. I think we have a lot of that ahead of us. Um, um, one thing that I will say that is unique about this situation is that we have both of these candidates with the opportunity to to work this thing out. Um, one thing that I am um, looking forward to is hearing what Bernie has to say in this debate with Joe and hearing what Joe's going to have to say in this debate as well. Um, we're continuing to hear about the establishment party um, that's in reference to Joe Biden. Um, I've had a bunch of people try to tell me that the establishment party is trying to wreck the Bernie the Bernie movement, and that is not the truth. It's being proven through these primaries that uh, that things are going in the vice president's way. There is no difference uh, in what's happening here. Uh, versus what happened in 2016 where Bernie waited to the convention to to throw his support to Hillary Clinton. But those supporters walked. They didn't stay and vote for Ms. Clinton, and thus we have Donald Trump as the president. So that being said, everyone, this is this is a unique moment that we are faced with here in the country um, as we move forward to the nomination which is on the on the horizon. Also, we want to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and the impact that it's having across the world and across the country. Um, one thing, there are a lot of events that are being held without audience members. 
Um, the NCAA is going to have its championship with with very few um, audience attending. Um, this decision was based on the number of outbreaks of the coronavirus uh, across the country in specific areas as well. Very disappointed to hear this news, but um, in 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 reference to what's going on in the country, I think it's wise that the NCAA is doing this. Um, we also have to be mindful that everyone that's being impacted by this are seniors, um, everyone who is dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, at this moment, my prayers are with you. Our support is with you. Everyone here at the, at the Community Call podcast, our prayers and thoughts are with you. If you are dealing with the situation, um, we are with you. We are hoping that that this outcome will be very different for everyone, and then that, that's something that I'm very, very, very um, um, worried about, um, especially when it comes to what's going on across the world as we speak. Um, there's a lot of things that could be um, said and done, and and in reference to the coronavirus, we're hearing all kinds of things that people are doing that may be counterproductive to the coronavirus. People are wearing masks, and most uh, medical authorities are saying that's not going to do any good, putting a mask on if you're wearing the wrong type. Um, Best thing to do is follow the instructions of what medical teams are talking about, medical experts are talking about, Please, everyone, be careful with this. Don't take this lightly. This is something very serious. Um, we have counterparts who are contradicting what's being said by the health community, which is absolutely awful. Um, there are some things that we need to be concerned with as it touches everyone across this nation, uh, the National Cathedral and hundreds of churches in Maryland and Virginia are closed for two weeks. Services in the D.C. region, 38,000 Episcopalians will be live streamed on Sunday. Wow, what a what a what a moment here in our history. Um, U.S. sports are upended by closed arenas, postponements, cancellations over the coronavirus. Uh, the latest cancellations and postponements. Uh, of sports teams and leagues as they deal with the coronavirus. Election officials are scrambling for options as the coronavirus worries mount. Um, And now the coronavirus is a global pandemic as U.S. and world scramble to take control of this. Um, Folks, we got a a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Um, I think I think we need to be concerned. We we need to continue to work together as a as a world community and help everybody out that's going through this. We have our own issues here in the country right now, especially in New York City, where my good friend Michael is from. Um, Governor Cuomo um, has cordoned off the area for specific reasons. Um, that is, the, I I forget the location at this moment. Um, once we bring Michael into the show. Maybe you can update me on what location this was. Um, one, one thing that could happen is that the coronavirus could derail the 2020 census right now and keeping people from knocking on doors and going to different places and things like that. Um, um, one other thing uh, we want to say 
as events across the country are canceled. The president rolls the dice and heads to Vegas for a um, the president is, uh, decision to participate in squares with his efforts to project confidence and maintain a business as usual. Routine hopes and reassuring the public. Um, um, we'll see if that's going to happen. Also, this historic thing that everyone looks forward to when spring comes, the Cherry Blossom Festival has been canceled as corona's, corona, coronavirus concerns mount in Washington, D.C. Oh, how sad to hear this. Oh, how sad to hear this, everyone. Um, um, going to see the Cherry Blossoms in Washington, D.C. is a rite of passage for everyone in the springtime. And man, man oh, man, um, they're not going to have that right now. Um, uh, let's see. One more. Uh, we want to talk about the late night shows of banning studio audiences amid the coronavirus. Colbert, Fallon, and others will shoot without studio audiences indefinitely. We'll see what happens after that. Um, also, uh, the Trump administration has um, cruise industry to restrict older travelers in response to the coronavirus. 70 and cruising will need a doctor's note. Uh, under the new corona, uh, coronavirus plan that was turned over by the Vice President Pence um, from the Cruise Lines International Association. And this was some information that was shared just a few moments ago. Folks, our headlines are coming from the Washington Post tonight, courtesy of the Washington Post, where our top headlines are coming from. Um, um, also, uh, we want to continue to let you know that there is some outbreak here in South Carolina in specific areas. There's a couple of reported cases in the, in my home state of South Carolina. Um, in my community, there has not been a reported case of the coronavirus outbreak. Thank God for that. But we, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that's affected by this pandemic that has taken hold of the world right now. Um, um, I tell you what, folks. I'm very moved this evening by a lot of, for a lot of reasons. Um, um, I'm going to bring bring at the top of the show. We were talking a little bit about the coronavirus, the corona, the coronavirus outbreak. Coronavirus. Yeah, the coronavirus has taken place. Um, um, Governor Cuomo has cordoned off an area in New York. Do you know what area that he cordoned off? Knows very well, and that is in Westchester County, um, the city of New Rochelle. That is a, um, a little suburb just north of the New York City Bronx um, borderline. It's uh, right. Ellen Manor, and then, of course, there's New Rochelle in the northeast mm -hmm. uh, part of the, uh, Westchester County. I should say the southeast part of Westchester County. And... Um, I should tell you that my alma mater is located in there, which is Iona College. Um, mm -hmm. Before someone goes into the joke, Iona spelled as I-O-N-A. Before someone goes with the joke, I don't own a college, but I own a college. So, <laughs> yeah, so I can't begin to tell you how many times I've heard that little um, wisecrack humor. But right, exactly. it, it has become exactly. serious to the point that um, a lot of the public places, including areas of worship, churches, gift colleges, as including the ones I have I, I have mentioned, will be officially closed for at least two weeks. 
and yeah, those I, that I've are been like hearing normal, I've been hearing that I've been hearing that Michael that they're 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 going to be some considerable closings coming up here in the next few weeks as we near because spring of, yeah. because of so, the large population that's what it is right. the large gathering population is trying to really um contain this disease and avoid um having any large gatherings where people are increasing the risk of um, being contaminated or again contracted with this. This is still a very mysterious disease that the city of New Rochelle now has well over 100 cases of someone having contracted the coronavirus. Right, right. It, Michael, let me ask you a question because I know I know that sometimes we we kind of in our busy busyness, we we tend to forget um, to do certain things. What 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 is a strategy that that you're taking for for your loved ones at this moment after hearing the news from Governor Cuomo that they was going to cordon off an area? Do you have any sort of um, emergency plans or how you handle a situation like this? You know, myself and, and my loved ones, we, we've all, I've passed out a bunch of the um, um, uh, coronavirus documents letting everybody know what they should do with it. And, and, and the thing is, everyone, they, if you need to find this information, you can go to the Red, redcross.org. They have all this information on how to wash your hands, how to avoid touching your face. When you cough, use a, use a tissue. Make sure you use hand sanitizer. All this stuff that's very, mm-hmm. very important. Um, I, I'm, I'm urging everyone: please take care of yourself. Please take care of your personal health and the ones that you love so much. Because we, this is something serious. This is no joke. This is not a game. It's very important. Michael, we was I was asking you what 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 are your, what is your strategy for something like this? Well, it's just pretty much the same thing um, that you were mentioning about constantly. Washing the hands, trying to stock up on hand sanitizers, that's becoming very difficult because um, you know who wants to keep lying to his stinking teeth as to the amount of supplies and kits are being provided, and then it's like one contradiction after another. I mean, we can get into that a little bit later. but Of course. Um, but like you said, this is no freaking joke here, and people – really need to uh, be careful uh, and just hope that they can contain this and get to the bottom as to what in the world is causing this. How is some, you know, people getting contracted? I mean, we know how we're getting contracted, but how do we handle this? You know, where where do we find the cure? People are hoping and demanding the vaccination just to get rid of this stuff and Again, that some people want to play politics and just keep lying to the people, and, of course, and and all and only because that they are afraid of numbers increasing. And it's like, how selfish can one be? And you call yourselves pro-life, and yet you're going to be concerned with doggone numbers while sacrificing innocent lives, people who looked up to you and trusted you to get a handle on this. And then you have just about deserted them and betrayed their trust. I mean, it is despicable. I got to add this one other part, Murray. It's even affected 
it's even affected me a bit. Right now I'm fine physically. I hope to stay fine. But um, this has affected even the church. Now, everybody knows I did say I'm Catholic. And the Archdiocese of New York, this came from, this was a directive from John Cardinal O'Connor and the Archdiocese that um, there were certain um, elements in the Sunday Mass or Sunday Liturgy, which is our church service, that had to be omitted until further notice. When it came to receiving communion, we were accustomed of receiving both species, um, that being the bread and wine that was converted into the body and blood of Christ. Um, right now, we can no longer receive from the cup, not even those that are serving Mass, like I usually do. It's just the, cel- the celebrating priests that would drink from the cup and him only, and everyone mm-hmm. else just receives the, the consecrated bread, which is the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and receive it in their palms. No longer are priests giving the community onto the tongues of, of um, the communicant. Everybody is received from the community in their palm, and now they even have a bottle of hand sanitizer on the altar, which is you have never seen before. So right. Right. I'm just describing how serious that this has become that we must not forget that all of this could have been handled and avoided and precautions made if that certain selfish idiot didn't turn well, around and take well, funding from the well, health and human services as well as stealing from others just to build his immoral, lifeless border wall. I just wish but, people... But, we, but, we, but one thing I want to say here, and, and I want to thank mm-hmm. you for what you're saying, um, everyone, the, the, what Michael is the points Michael raising is the issues that have changed in the way that the popeship is is disseminating communion, and that that this is historic in so many ways. Um, one thing that I will say that is causing a lot of people to be on guard. We want to continue to emphasize: take care of yourselves. Um, yep. the Popacy, I guess the Popacy wanted to make sure that everyone remains healthy and in the regards of, um, of taking taking communion, especially during this time of Lent. Um, and they um, also we, and they also mm-hmm. omitted exchanging the sign of peace, too, trying to avoid can, physical contact with one yeah, another. Exactly, exactly, because, you know, imagine going to church and no one's there. Um, you have churches that are live, live streaming services right now because of the coronavirus and everything. Um, um, to everyone who of the faith who may who who may say God got me on this one. I know if I pray I'm gonna be fine. Yes, but practicality comes into mind too. God gave you a brain. Let's use our brain, please. Um, don't think that th- these things are contrary because somebody's telling you this. I'm a believer myself, but I also know that I, God gave me a mind and God gave me a, a brain to think. If if I know there's fire and I put my hand in the fire, it's going to burn me. Same thing with this coronavirus. If you're going to be out in public and you're touching it and carrying on, you may become infected with the virus. So 
please, 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 everyone, take care of yourselves. We're going we're gonna to do this public announcement one more time from the American Red Cross, and it's saying disinfect services around your home and work. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. You can say happy birthday twice, and that will be the time you, you've completed washing your hands. Uh, if you sneeze or cough, cover your mouth with a tissue. Do not cover with your hands. Get a tissue and cover your cough with your hands. This is yep. uh, this will be the last time I will mention this um, for tonight. We want to move over into the political side of the show. Let me add um, one more um, remedy. Go um, ahead, Michael. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and I heard this, and we can double check on this, but someone has said to me, in fact, my wife has said to me that she has learned that another way to combat the coronavirus is drink plenty of fluids, water, um, juice, because heaven forbid, if you wind up breathing in this coronavirus and it goes into your system, the fluids that you drink and ingest and digest would pretty much knock it out as well. So you might be breathing in the coronavirus, but at the same time, you are combating it to prevent it from escalating into God knows what. The all in all is the all in all is that the church don't want any kind of catastrophe happening yes. within the church, and this is a this is the time to try to really um, I don't want to use the word educate because that will demean somebody's intelligence. We're just being informative and being very advisable to surpass the knowledge because we want to get through this. All of us together, we want to get through of this. Of course, and this, of course, and this is very, very important. This is beyond very important. the political spectrum, you know. So let's yes. get that straight too. Yeah, very, very important moments, folks, that we are sharing here tonight. Very, very, very important moments. One thing that I will continue to tell people is that we don't need to politicize the the, the pain and suffering that people are going through. But someone is trying to do that. Uh, I'm not even going to say his name tonight. Um, that's, and that's why important. I didn't say his name either. <laughs> that, that, that's the best thing in the world. We can't give anybody publicity because of what he what they're trying to do. Folks, we're going to move over from from this side of the of the show tonight and move over into the political side of the show. Michael, uh, what are your thoughts on Joe Biden winning Michigan? That was a biggie, and he keeps um, climbing that mountain, if I could say that. Um, Everything seems to be going his way. In fact, I have posted on, um, I believe, on the group page that it's looking more and more like that the 2020 presidential race would be Democrat Joe Biden versus Republican. I'm not even going to say his name, but we all know who knows. <laughs> so... That being said, folks, we want to do something that we wanted to do in our last episode, and that was have Michael do his political spotlight, and that was about Bernie Sanders being a Democrat or independent. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background about what's going on with this, okay? Um, One thing that I'm going to tell everyone is that, yes, Bernie has the Democratic moniker, but he's still an independent from what my understanding is. Uh, uh, the movement is a democratic progressive movement that he has, followed by a lot, a lot, 
and I mean a lot of people, are supporting Senator Sanders. Um, he has all my respect. I, I, you know, the utmost respect. I give him a lot of props for bringing some things forward. Um, but, but uh, in light of in light of these developments, I have to be honest. I think Joe is the better man to run against Trump. Um, I think Joe has a lot more insight as a presidential candidate than Bernie, even though people may disagree. I know a lot of folks going to disagree with me, Michael, um, because I'm saying that, but there are those who still believe in what believe in what Bernie's doing. He had a major endorsement. Reverend Jesse Jackson endorsed him um, uh, as a candidate for the, uh, for, for president of the United States. Um, also, we had some not, we had some folks on on Joe Biden's side who come came over and started supporting him. Andrew Yang um, came out and threw his support to Joe Biden. I'm waiting for Tom Steyer to do the same as well. Um, there's a host of people who have yet to endorse Joe Biden for president. I'm also waiting for the former president Barack Obama to come out and endorse him as well. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah, I believe. I think so, Michael. I want you. To, I want you to tell the audience what you told the audience in 2016 in reference to Bernie Sanders, and and all the stuff that we dealt with uh, with some of his supporters, some of the staunchest reporters supporters that Bernie had um, here on the show with us. And, and, and folks, uh, just a little background on this. We had some. We had uh, we had a diverse group of people in 2016, and we we had our we had our hands full with with some of the Bernie supporters that were on the show with us because they thought that the establishment Democrats were were not being progressive enough in their ideology and the in the mechanisms of how the government runs. And so this thing kind of got sideways with us, and then we had to really break this thing down. Um, um, Michael uh, became a star that year because of his explanation about Bernie Sanders, folks. I wish I had a clip of that because that was probably the most highlighted moment of the 2016 campaign. Um, in reference to defining Bernie Sanders as an independent or a Democrat, and and you have people who have said that Bernie Sanders is not a registered Democrat; he's an independent who's running under the Democratic moniker, and and that's there's a difference. Um, when it came to certain things, and when he voted, he voted as an independent, not and and not as a Democratic, not as a Democrat. When it came to supporting democratic policies, he supported the democratic policies, but he remained an independent. And so this 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 back and forth took place um, um, in 2000. Michael, can mm-hmm. can we talk a little bit about that and, and just kind of explain to the audience what was our take on it? I'm kind of doing a little bit of it because I know how I felt as 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 supporting. Um, 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 Hillary Clinton for president because I knew that she was at the Saban Institute. She gave a great um, speech re- in regarding foreign policy for America, and I, that was probably the most solidifying moment for me. 
Um, uh, here we are in 2020, and I'm still thinking of that moment where Hillary Clinton gave her speech at the Saban Institute um, for for the for uh, over foreign policy and what would she do? Here we are now, Joe Biden, who actually was on the ground with foreign policy and 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 that kind of thing, has the foreign policy experience, has traveled the world over, has negotiated with um, with foreign leaders, has a rapport with foreign leaders, going to be unlike Trump in every sense of the word. I can't believe I said it. In in so many words. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and, and that's how I feel. Michael, how, how do you feel at this time, at this very moment, we on the eve of deciding who's going to be the nominee? We kind of already know who the nominee is at this point. If Biden wins mm-hmm. Florida, Ohio, and uh, uh, um, it's one other state I'm trying to think of at the moment. If he wins either one of those states, it's this 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 this, domin- this nomination's in in the bag, and and there's nothing there's nothing that the uh, Sanders campaign could do about it, folks. He he's can always really write this small. Yeah, he's uh-huh. he's closing in on it. He's closing in on it, Michael. And I think uh, I really think that. Uh, uh, the only way Bernie can kind of counteract something right now is unless he can pull a miracle out of here, but I doubt it. I, I seriously doubt it. Come on, let the audience know how you feel about this situation. Gladly. Um, as you said, let's backtrack a bit to 2016 and what the big debate and division was. That there were Bernie supporters who felt that he was getting the short end of the stick and that he was getting robbed. The problem is, as you had pointed out, and as we have discussed for the longest time, Bernie Sanders is not, I repeat, not a registered Democrat. He is an independent that's been caucusing with Democrats. Now, that is all high and good and et cetera, when you're working in the Congress, be it House of Representatives, or in his case, being in the Senate, independent senator caucusing with um, Democrats. The thing is, as per the Democratic National Committee, on Democratic Nomination Committee, I forgot the exact name, the DNC, they made this an issue then that the, for a person to win the Democratic nomination for president, that person must be registered within the party, registered as a Democrat. Bernie Sanders was not registered, and thus he could not legitimately nor legally win the nomination even though he kept pressing the issue. And then when some people um, grasped onto that concept, that fact of law, that's when they were siding with um, Hillary Clinton at the time. It was at the time between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. And then when Bernie Sanders finally found that there was no way to win this, uh, he asked his supporters to throw 
to throw their support to Mrs. Clinton, all for the sake to keep Donald Trump from getting into the White House. Unfortunately, what Bernie did not count on was the number of people who called themselves Bernie supporters, staunch Bernie supporters, where they label themselves as Bernie or bust. And they have flooded the airwaves, radio airwaves, claiming to be Bernie supporters. And they said that since Bernie was not getting the nomination, they were not going to vote for Clinton. They were going to vote for Trump. And they encouraged all other Bernie supporters to vote for Trump. Now, the thing is, is that Bernie Sanders made the plea for his supporters to vote for Clinton. So when there was a further investigation later on, found out that those so-called Bernie supporters were actually trolls, and they were really Trump supporters. Since, oh gosh, now I said the guy's name. But nonetheless, they found out when, um, when you know who Mr. Trump, might as well keep saying his name, constantly lying to the people, his followers were doing the same and falsely calling themselves Bernie supporters. So you got some people that were duped into voting for this guy instead of following Bernie's plea. Now, let's fast forward to 2020. And what we have here is, believe it or not, an almost identical situation. Mr. Bernie Sanders is still a red. I shouldn't say register, but he's still an independent. He's still labeled as an independent. His credentials is cast as independent when he makes his appearances on these news and Sunday political talk shows. And he was told before, and it was established, you must be a registered Democrat. So it leaves a big question mark on my head as well as on Murray's head, and as well as so many other people's heads. Why in the world is Bernie still trying to seek the Democratic nomination if he had not gotten his credentials changed? I've even exactly. said on this, on this podcast, and I've called on other shows, if there are any Bernie supporters listening to the sound of my voice right now, and you're able to get in touch with Mr. Sanders, Senator Sanders, have a serious talk with him, make sure and tell him he's got to change his party registry and register as a Democrat if he wants the nomination. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he can forget it. And I think what we're seeing now with the surge of Biden, perhaps more people have heard voices like yours and mine, mm-hmm. Murray, that mm-hmm. they've heard mm-hmm. those voices and passing the word and saying that, as I have often said, we don't want a repeat of 2020 because look what the hell it has gotten us from 2016 to 2020. Yes. We don't want to repeat from 2016. So if Bernie is not going to play by those rules of changing 
his credentials to Democrat and register within the party, never mind this thing of I pledge to the Democrats, I'll caucus with the Democrats, that does not work. That does not help. You've got to officially okay. register with the party. And before we have this, this vision as to, oh, we're at the convention now, Bernie should have gotten the, the nomination. Nope. I think people nope. just wanted to seal the deal right now. Either you change parties and register as the Democrats or kiss your hopes of getting that nomination goodbye. I don't even see why in the world there should be an upcoming debate between Biden and um, Bernie. And if Joe Biden or anybody in his um, campaign camp is listening, I urge you guys to raise this issue as to Bernie Sanders' credentials and the rules. The rules like, uh, of I agree. nomination. I agree. Let's, I agree, folks. folks uh, I'm going to step right in here for a second, Michael, because mm-hmm. you, you make it, you're making a great point. Folks, this is the this is the thing. We're not trying to be divisive. We're trying to be uniters because and I want those folks to remember this is a critical moment in the history of this country. We need to make sure that Joe Biden wins this presidency or nomination or both because of the significance of it. Sometimes we have to do the greater good, the greater good being that we get the best person to carry this mantle across the finish line for us. One thing that I'm going to say, and it's it's from the headlines, Bernie's face to the limo, should he end his sputtering presidential campaign, as several have done, or bring a once powerful movement to a painful end, or should he charge full speed ahead in search of a turnaround that looks increasingly likely as he did four years ago. Somebody's in our head, definitely in mind. Next, in an extraordinary 10-minute appearance in his hometown, after faring poorly in another set of primaries, the U.S. Senator from Vermont conceded that he was losing the nominating contest to former Vice President Joe Biden and had failed to persuade Democrats that he was more electable, sounding the notes of a candidate who had come to terms with his shortcomings, as was as he was ready to accept defeat. And so this is the thing. We're and I hope and I want you to understand, folks. Myself and Michael, we've been on this we've been on this train for a long time when it comes to Bernie Sanders. And 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 I continue to extend the olive branch to the progressive side because we need those young voters. We need that. We need that enthusiasm. We need their. We need their money. We need their. We need their confidence. Everything that they have to offer, we need it over here on this side of the aisle too. Moderates and progressives can come together and work together to try to get rid of Donald Trump. It it has to happen, folks. I'm urging okay. you to do your homework here. Michael's urging you to do your homework here too by following following the trail of information. That trail begins with the I beside Bernie's name, Senator from Vermont, and it says I. 
that means independent. You could go either way, Democrat or Republican, when you are independent. You like um, Republican policies, you would side with the Republicans. If you like Democratic policies, you can side with the Democrats. That's the thing about being an independent. You can be a switchover person where you can switch over your vote to either side when it comes to policies being drafted up by the Republicans or the Democrats or whomever is in control. One thing that we also going to urge everyone to do is we have an opportunity to come back and take the Senate. We only need four or five seats to gain control of the Senate. One thing that we also need to be doing is hoping Actually, that Murray, it's three or four seats. Three or four seats. I've been corrected, everyone. It's three or four seats. One thing that we want to happen, listen, folks in Kentucky, you guys have an opportunity to uh, unseat Mitch McConnell and give that opportunity to Amy McGrath, who's a great veteran, Air Force veteran, female, has a great mind. Can, Kentucky, you can make it. You can make a change. It's time to make a change in Kentucky, folks. And you guys have the greatest opportunity. Now is the time to make a change. It's time to do away with the stagnation in the Senate and having a Senate majority leader like Mitch McConnell. Um, Amy McGrath will do a good job for the state of Kentucky, way better than Mitch McConnell. And to all those who are sitting on the fence or sitting on the ground, this is your opportunity to, to do the right thing. Michael, uh, uh, we want to kind of retouch a little bit about how how we kind of came to, to the conclusion that our our counterparts wasn't going to budge uh, when it came to Bernie. And I know you, we both kind of wanted to let them know we're not against you, we for you, but there is protocol. Can you talk about that protocol that we talked about? I think I just mentioned it moments ago. You got rules mm-hmm. and you got laws that you have to follow. And I have made that plea with the Bernie supporters to talk to him and let him know you want to seek the nomination. The guy has a lot of great ideas, no doubt about that. But you've yeah. got to go about it the right way. You've got to go about it the legal way. I mean, you know, you, it's like if you get mad that Bernie um, doesn't get the nomination, and I think I'm seeing why he likely won't get the nomination. He's not getting the support that he thought he would have because of people like you and me that is enlightening everybody as to what in the world is the problem. And the problem, sorry to say, is him. But he has multiple mm-hmm. chances, multiple opportunities mm-hmm. to make the necessary changes and make things right. He, mm-hmm. he is, even though he's an independent, sorry to say he is a liability to this Democratic Party and the prospects of the Democratic nominee, whoever it may be, and now is inching closer to Joe Biden, to get him into the White House, get Trump out of the White House, and start uh, correcting the multiple wrongs, the injustices that has been done by this lawless administration and his multiple cronies, which includes those in the Congress, both chambers, the GOP party. There's a lot that has to be considered here. And let's not forget, as 
just as Murray said, and as I have said, there's just about three or four seats, GOP seats that are needed to flip control back to Congress. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as much as 24 GOP Senate seats are vulnerable. Oh, boy. That means we could really gain control of the Senate. And you know what? And there's a couple of things that we can do if we gain control of the Senate. One, we can impeach. We can we can impeach those folks who are in in positions that are being counterproductive to the to to our um, to the process. You could start in the Supreme Court. You could start over in other areas where where removal is is going to happen. I think. Um, um, I know there's going to be a lot of cabinet changes if if. If the Trump administration, I can't believe I'm saying it. If the Trump administration loses, we will see a lot a exodus like, like we've never seen before. So there's a lot of things in play here, folks. Let's be mindful. Let's get out the vote. Um, um, in in so many words, let's rock the vote this year, everyone. If you know somebody that needs the help getting to the polls, there's all kinds of means of transportation to help folks make it out to the polls. The voting process is very easy now. We have new voting machines. We have we have great monitoring going on here in South Carolina. I don't know about in New York, but I know we got great monitoring going on down here. Um, um, I suspect I suspect no shenanigans going on here in South Carolina. We had a we had a massive turnout for the primary for the Democratic primary, and everything went out went, went off without a hitch. Let's hope that we can do the same thing when it comes to this presidential election and everything goes off without a hitch. Um, we, we went through a struggle when it came down to the, to the convention. I hope our convention is going to be a unifying moment where we have the Progressive Party and the, Demo- and the Moderate parties come together and unify under one name, and that name being Joe Biden. Let's hope this happens. And I'm urging everyone under the sound of my voice, please don't walk away from this situation angry. It's just the way it is. Um, um, America still has a ways to go when it comes to the the socialist ideology, and that's on both sides of the aisle, I think. There's some things that Senator Sanders represent that I do like. I do like Medicare for All. I do like having the $15 minimum wage increase. And these are some things that I like about him. Um, he's a great debater. He's very knowledgeable. And those things are, are key to me. But one thing that I will say, can he be presidential? The answer for Murray is no. I think and the Joe answer Biden for is, Michael is no. I think, thank you, Michael. I think Joe Biden is more suited for the role of president versus Bernie Sanders, and that's solely because um, Joe has been a two-time vice president, has worked in, in foreign policy, foreign policy issues, has been a senator. He's got a record politically, same as Bernie, but a little more diverse, a little more, uh, uh, I'm looking for the word, um, 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 a little more uh, politically strong in some sense, and that gives weight to him as being a a, a leader of this nation. So we we have our opportunity, folks. I think now is the time to get ready. We should be doing this, um, Michael. 
Um, Can I ask um, one thing? Go ahead, Michael. I was just coming to you for that. Right. Uh, just as you said about rocking the vote, ladies and gentlemen, please do not think that once we get through um, Election Day 2020 and the outcome, as we hope and expect it to be, Joe Biden the winner, don't think for one moment that our work is done. No, 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 no. Because remember, we have an absolutely lawless, hateful, violent, mongering administration and so-called commander-in-chief that now has a base that he solely caters to that has become a, a forsaken cult and dangerous yes. cult. And thus, yes. they, are, they refuse to follow the laws. They refuse to follow the Constitution. They even refuse and, and defy any and every court decision, judicial decision and ruling that goes against them. That's how dangerous, and I'm sorry to say, terrorizing a bunch of terrorists that they have really become. This is domestic terrorism. I don't want yes. to sound like a fear monger, but ladies and gentlemen, you've got to keep your guards up. We all must do because keep in mind that even though Biden, we expect to be named the next president of the United States, he will not take office until two months after election day. Lord knows what could happen between election day an inauguration day, and what could happen during inauguration day or even after inauguration day. It's going to take a lot of time to restore some law and order as well as, if you want to use the word peace, but definitely respect and dignity in the office of the presidency of the United States. It has been severely tarnished by this self serving idiots. I'm trying to be careful of my choice of words, but Thank you. you know what we're up against here, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of work ahead, and Election Day does not begin or start or end there, I should say. It's going to be a lot of stuff to be done afterwards and to really hold those accountable that do us harm, do us injustice, who do this nation injustice and we gotta remember those that have been um that have lost their lives due to this madness so let's exactly. do it for them as well like exactly the highest out there exactly folks we want to thank we want to thank michael for speaking speaking and giving us the 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 absolute truth when it comes to the Bernie Sanders stance, and we want to thank him for uh, his words of encouragement tonight because he's got me all fired up here. I just I, I can't let you guys see it, but I wish I could, but he's got me all fired up, and I tell you one thing, I feel good about it. One thing that we have to continue, that's to provoke you guys and educate you guys and give you everything that we have to give you in, in reference to urging everyone that you come in contact with please go out, get out to vote. It's time to do it, everybody. It's time to do it, and the time is now. As we get ready to close the show tonight, we want to do our announcements, and we want to let you know 
that uh, you can be a special guest on an upcoming episode of the Community Call Podcast. It's available now. You can email the show at skyshotradiopodcast at gmail.com or inbox me on Facebook Messenger. That means you have to become a friend of Murray's to become to, in, to send this on Messenger, everyone, if you want to. Also, you can find the podcast on the following podcast networks, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Spreaker are some areas of are some podcast networks where you can find us. Also, we want to let everyone know that we have a, a special surprise campaign that we have launched out here. Um, we're asking people who are, are, are participants of our groups to invite new people to the new people into our um, social media groups on Point of Concern and Skyshot Radio Podcast. Um, the first person who gets 10 people to join these groups is going to get a very, very special surprise from, from the host, Marie Riley. And, oh, boy, you guys are going to love what surprise I do have. Michael, you have any closing words for everyone before we go? Yeah, it's just a few closing words that uh, forgive us, ladies and gentlemen, if we tend to be repetitive at times, but we also serving as to remind you all of these particular factors as they may be as they may become easy to either forget or be distracted from at times. Know, know that always in our heart of hearts, we are there for you. And that's why we are very informative of these things and being very mindful and reminding you of these particular factors. You know, we have you folks in our minds and in our hearts. And that's why Murray has this um, entitled Community Call Podcast because we are functioning as a community and looking out for one another. So understand that we are here for you. Exactly. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for that. Yes, we are one community, one community, one nation, one God. That's that's how I feel about it. We we have to become that one community in light of things that have taken place over the last over the last twenty over the last eighteen months. We're moving into we're moving into the the election season, the heart of the election season. We're we're moving toward a nominee on the Democratic side, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be Joe Biden. Uh, he's going to be the nominee very soon. Um, as we close, we want to encourage everyone to continue to have conversations, continue to provoke people into action, we continue to have dialogue with each other. Please, folks, don't get into an argument with someone who has a political, a different political stance than you do. That understand it's okay to have political difference. But long as things are are done in in a rational manner and you can and you can talk it out with each other, that is the best method of growing our political discourse. By being angry with each other doesn't fix anything. That's what the other side wants us to do. Continue to be dysfunctional. <clears throat> we're not going to be dysfunctional. We're going to show those folks over there that we are a family, and now is the time to show the world that this family can come together, progressives and moderates, and become one voice united by one nominee, and that nominee is Joe Biden. Let's do that. Yes, I'm going to officially do it tonight, Michael. I was going to do it on another show, but I think I'm going to do it tonight. Folks, 
the Skyshot Radio podcast, and all it's all, not everyone, just um, myself and Michael and and one or two others are endorsing Joe Biden as the president of the United States. We are making our endorsement here tonight on the show. I know that there's other panel members who are supporting Bernie Sanders, um, but we are doing our endorsement tonight. Um, this show is endorsing Joe Biden for president of the United States. And um, I also want to let everyone know that you can still continue to listen to our previous episodes on all these podcast networks. Please check us out. Hey, folks, whatever you do, stay together, stay in love. Peace.